our first guests and uh, for, for to, to introduce it a little bit in 2007 our Lord and Our Lady began to speak to the heart of a monk in the silence of adoration and he was prompted to write down what he received and thus was born in Sinu Jesu, which is the book that we're going to be talking about today, whose pages shine with an intense luminosity and heartwarming fervor that speaks directly to the inner and the outer needs of our time with a unique power to console and a challenge. And I know as I was reading the uh, the cover of the book, I was looking at that and I'm thinking to myself, you know, I was kind of talking about all the things that cover and I said, boy, do we need that today or what? And so, uh, you know, we have Cindy Longton and Mary Kay Starry to join us and to uh, to look further into this unique and inspirational book. So, let's talk about it. Okay. Uh Good morning. I yes, good morning, Mary Kay. Thank you, and good morning, Cindy. Um, how did you come upon it? Let's just start from the beginning. It seems like I've had it all my life, you know, at hand, but I haven't, of course. It's only been for the past, I think, couple of years, year and a half, to, or three years. Okay. Um, but uh, I was. it was introduced at a prayer group that I belong to in South Fargo. And that group is still ongoing. It's a wonderful healing prayer group. And the facilitator introduced that book to us. And I think most of us, and there were quite a number in that initial group, read the book or prayed the book, as I like to say. And I picked it up, or I, I couldn't find it. That was, that was one thing. I couldn't find the book. I guess everyone was buying it. And I went to the local Catholic bookstores, and it was on order. And I could have ordered online, but I just didn't want to. I'm not accustomed to doing that. I don't like to order much online. And uh, so one day I thought, I've got to have this book. And I went back to the one of the local Catholic bookstores here in Fargo. And I was going to ask the question. And she said, you know, Mary Kay, I think your book is here. Someone returned one. We don't have them yet, but someone returned one. I think this is your book. And it's my book. And it's so written on and dog-eared and underlined in pink, yellow, blue, and green. I, it's incredible. No one would want this book back, but it's mine. And it's uh, next to sacred scripture. It is just wonderful for me. The Lord has used it in my life. Okay, so that's how I came upon it. Okay, how about you, Cindy? How did you come upon it? Were you in the prayer group? I was. Mary Kay and I are sisters in Jesus Christ, and we pray together a lot. And this book has actually guided us together in our relationship, in our coming to know God more and more and more, and in our hearts, and how it's clearing our minds of doubts and anxieties that we used to have. And I can only say that um, page 29 of the book is, it was all for me, and it, it starts with how the Lord told this priest, for now, your daily routine is what you can do. And I read on, and Jesus assures us we don't have to be perfect to come to him. He doesn't expect that or want it. He wants us to come as we are with our sin, with our sadness, with our sorrows, and just sit and tell him what's on your heart. That page 29 talks about how confused we are in our understanding of prayer and in our life. That page has transformed me. 
I am a stronger Christian today from understanding the words of Christ to this priest mm -hmm. of, you know, how, how he wants us to be. Oh, that's great. So that certainly had an impact on you uh, right at the outset. Ditto. Oh, ditto. Because my next question is, what were your initial reflections after reading through the first few pages? Well, well I couldn't read it. There's no way I could read the first few pages. I had to pray the words. And I knew, because the Lord put it in my heart, you go before me when you pray these words. And from then on, after I got through the introduction or whatever, the or part of the first page, they're dated. The messages are dated. It, mm -hmm. That didn't matter to me. I just took what I could take. But I got myself before the Lord at the chapel, uh, you know, for adoration. And I started then reading words, not even sentences or paragraphs, but the words just became, they came alive. And... Um, I did that ever since. I mean, that's how I read the entire, read, prayed the entire book. Because he was talking to me, the Lord God was talking to me. And I had him right there. I mean, it couldn't have been any better. So, um, he got me. He got me. It was wonderful. <laughs> you can tell. He got you real good. He, yeah, he got me real good. <laughs> couldn't have done any better. Yeah. Couldn't have done any better. So, the difference between reading a spiritual book and praying it. Can you just say a little bit more about that to, clear, to help the, our listeners understand what the difference might be, either one of you? I think it's different for every individual, okay? Mm -hmm. I know what it was for me, and it's hard even to put into words. Um, but praying is communing with God. Mm -hmm. And there is no doubt in my mind that that's what was happening every time I opened a page. And I used to open a page just at random, you know, open and see, because he would lead me. I believe that. But then he, he, he talked to me about order. And I had to take it from the beginning. And I had to go through it. And he took me through it in an orderly fashion. And he revealed things to me. And it made my life different. It made my life different. So um, would it be correct to say reading it, you might be learning about God, but praying it, there is a deep communication, like a heart-to-heart -heart experience? That's a very good way of saying it. And maybe some, maybe in some situations I need to read. Mm -hmm. N not this book, however. Mm -hmm. But I need to read, because that's where I'm at. The Lord knows that, where I'm at, and I need to read. In other situations, I mean, I didn't ask to pray this book. It happened. Yeah. It happened, yeah. and I didn't even understand it, but I couldn't deviate from it. There was no possible way I could deviate from placing myself before him, visiting with him a little bit, I will say it that way, and then open this book to the next, and he just gave me insight unbelievable. Yeah. It seems to me like reading would be more of a remote activity where you're just kind of Informing looking, looking from the outside mm -hmm. yes. as opposed to this being a real encounter, a personal mm -hmm. kind of encounter. Amen. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll quickly share what, what I encountered, too, is I, I'm a reader, a fast reader, and I used a yellow highlight. And so if something really struck me, I highlighted it, and many pages have something on them. And then I'd say, okay, Lord, I'm going to go back, and then I want you 
to help me understand more in depth in my heart. And when I would go back and read uh, a sentence, he would give some insight in my mind about my life mm. and what I was doing right or wrong. And, he, and I'd read that over and then he would give you time to practice it in your life if you want to make that choice and change. And that's what I did as I, I went through and highlighted and I go back and I pray those highlights now. They're my prayers. So it sounds very personal. So if I were to pray with this book, our Lord might say something completely and would different to yes. me in a yes. way that I w- you would apply to my life. Oh, how beautiful. I think we're getting a good lesson on spiritual reading here today for our listeners because it can you know, it can take different forms. Yes. But before we go on, I, th- I, I want to uh, remind people and thank them for tuning in to Real Presence Live this morning. Uh, I'm Jack Kennelly with my wife, Doreen. We are the hosts for the program, and our guests are Cindy Longton and Mary Kay Starry. And we're talking about the the book Insinu Jesu, and and we want to note that we'll be giving away three copies of this book to the first three callers that call in at eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. So if you'd like to have an opportunity to have this experience, it's a gift to you if you call in and you're one of the first three callers. Yeah. I might have interrupted you during <clears throat> the the last question when you're talking about the things that struck you most in reading the book. Did you have anything else you wanted to add to that? Yes, I do. At the beginning in the introduction, um, it says, the priest says, the Lord repeatedly told me that these words are meant for the blessing instruction and comfort of many Christians today but above all his beloved priests and when I saw those words I knew it was meant for my heart and I have shared this book I have given copies of this book to many people and I hope they didn't take it back (laughs) But (laughs) but that really struck me because often people will say well it's not in the Bible if our Lord and Lady has inspired someone to write I read it and believe and this book especially because it leads into adoration in your time, your personal, personal time with God. And that has fast forwarded me unbelievably in these last three years and given me great courage and confidence. I wouldn't even be talking on this radio three years ago. I would have said no. Mm-hmm. And the Lord's saying no. Come forward. Come. You know? And it's it's been yeah. a Awesome experience. That's something I noticed when I was kind of going through the book last night, where it was it was not just uh, a message for this particular monk. You know, he, it was quite clear that this is for everybody, and in particular, it seems like it's calling for a renewal of the priesthood. Amen. Amen. You know, and uh, it, but it's interesting thing though, it's for us lay people as well. As well, and it is for us lay people because we're baptized priest, prophet, and king. So we we are part of that that priesthood. You asked about uh, some of the things that struck you most in reading this book. Again, reading, I couldn't say reading, mm-hmm. but uh, you know what I'm going to say, but. The reality, I want to answer that, because it came very strongly to me. The reality of the Eucharist came to me in praying this book. Oh, yeah. The reality, and we say that lightly sometimes, but the reality of the Eucharist, the holiness of the Eucharist, the holiness of the Eucharist, 
And the love of the Eucharist came to me. Came to me when I prayed this book. And then the taking out of the, of the reality, the love and, and the holiness of the Eucharist to my world every day. That is what has changed my life. And everyone's at a different place. I understand that. But I do think that many people are just waiting for words that are in insinuazu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I thought was interesting, too, and it was just one small piece, you know, I haven't read the whole book, but I, I, I think I'm going to have to now, especially for purposes of my own Eucharistic adoration. Well, you know, one of the things he mentions was the power of a priestly blessing. Mm-hmm. You know, we just kind of take that for granted. Father, your blessing, yeah, sure. You know, and then you know, oh, and he kind of yes. waves the cross over you, and you, okay, great. And he kind of gets into that where you know it's more than that that's going on. If we could see with spiritual eyes, we would faint dead away at what was going on during these times. I have no doubt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How beautiful. Well, coming up next. Um, we're going to take a little break, but after the break, um, there'll be more of this wonderful interview with Cindy Longton and Mary Kay Starry, and then later, call in with your questions on the Catholic faith during Straight Talk with Father Kyle Metzger, and remember, we're giving three copies of In, in Sinu Yezu to the first three callers that call in at 877-795-795. 0122. So if you would like a copy of this and have the opportunity to let Jesus speak particularly to your heart in adoration, call in and we have three copies to give away. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, my name is Mitchell Lahneman. I'm a junior at Mount Marty College, and I'm originally from Adrian, Minnesota. I chose Mount Marty because when I first visited Mount Marty College my freshman year, I could feel the sense of community and the relationships I built with the professors I met and the coaches I met the very first time on campus was really impactful to me. Mount Marty offers lots of opportunities such as leadership positions and different clubs and activities to participate in. Mount Marty College, experience the momentum. You can join Father Tom Loomis and St. James Coffee on a life-changing travel experience on a tour to Poland where you will encounter Christ and his church and learn from history, the life of Pope John Paul, the faith of the Polish people, and more August 22nd through the 31st, 2020. Participation in this tour provides financial support for St. James Coffee. You can stop by the coffee shop in Rochester to pick up a brochure or adventures can be reached at 800-658-7128. Rangel Construction Company is a commercial general contracting company serving Rapid City and the surrounding area. Here at Rangel, the Holy Family is truly the model and guiding light for our business. May the image of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph in the humble stable of Bethlehem bring you and your family peace and healing this Advent and Christmas season. Happy Holidays from Rangel Construction. We can be reached at 605-716-0547 or on the web at wranglconstructioncompany.com. 
Real Presence Radio is seeking an enthusiastic and organized individual to plan and produce Real Presence Live, which airs weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. A qualified candidate should demonstrate excellent self-management and time management skills and have strong interpersonal planning and technological skills. Tasks will include scheduling daily guests, writing talking points, running an audio board, and managing promos and podcasts. If interested, please contact me, Brandon Clark, Programming Director, at 877-795-0122. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. This is Doreen Canelli. Uh, my husband Jack and I are hosting this morning, and we are thrilled to have with us Cindy Longton and Mary Kay Starry, who are helping us um, by introducing us to the book in Sinu Yezu, uh, a book that um, has really touched their lives and and helped them to grow uh, intensely and quickly in deepening their relationship with our Lord. And it and can do the same for all of our listeners, that, too. That's right. Do we want to... We, we well, do have some winners of the book. We have... Yes, we do have winners for the book, and... Uh, Actually, uh, we added a fourth winner to it. So we have Robert from Fargo, Rosemary from Parkston, North South Dakota, Kevin from Bismarck, and the extra one uh, for Pam from Wimbledon, North Dakota. So congratulations to all of you, and uh, I I hope that uh, it touches you as much as it's touched our two guests here today. And uh, hopefully it'll touch me and Doreen as well when we read it. Yes. So... Um, one of the one of the people that called in and won a book asked us to talk uh, begin by talking about the meaning of the title. So we'll start there and then we'll go more deeply into the. Insinuazu uh, really means on the breast of Jesus, and the beautiful picture on the cover refer it shows Saint John, the beloved apostle, uh, resting on the breast of Jesus during the. Uh, Last Supper, the evening of the Last Supper. And Jesus, I believe, um, Cindy, you can speak to this, but is calling all of us to rest on his breast. Uh, As is Our Lady. Uh, She's calling us to adore him in the stable, of course, but, and uh, to be with him on the cross, the last moments, but to rest on the breast of Jesus. Right. He talks, the book talks a lot about speaking heart to heart. Amen. Yes. You know, the the, the yes. heart theme is yes. really, you know, yes. a strong theme, I think, yes. throughout the whole book. Because that's the only way we're going to help the Lord in the world is if we have his heart in us and he has our heart in mm-hmm. him. Yeah. That's the only light worth shining is the heart of Jesus. And he also speaks about his face in the Eucharist, mm-hmm. and his, of course, his heart in the Eucharist. And, oh, I just encourage listeners to give it, even if you have three minutes a day or a week, to place yourself in front of the Blessed Sacrament and let him do with you as he will. You will be blessed. Mm-hmm. I just know it. Mm-hmm. On page 152, that is totally affirmed. It says, even when you feel that your adoration has Mm. been a waste of time, in my plan, it is something fruitful. 
Well, and I'll take comfort from that. We all did. <laughs> yes. And, and that was a, 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 a real release. Yes. That we could relax and just appreciate being there, whether your mind was really talking to Jesus or just being there. He does something internally we don't understand. Right. And it's a beautiful, beautiful gift and a blessing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We That's so often think we have to do exactly, and, and, we're not. and when we are in that state of being, is when we can receive. Yeah. I was telling Jack when I first came this morning, before being on air, that um, when I met this priest in Ireland uh, just recently, uh, he said to me after he gave us a blessing, and we went to his mass, which was such it was so wonderful. He lifted his little finger and he looked at me and he said, Mary Kay, I haven't had to lift a finger to do anything. He was asked to be in front of the Blessed Sacrament. He was asked to pray and trust and surrender. And he did that and is doing that. And great things are happening at the Priory. And the, he doesn't have enough room for the young man. And he's starting a, a women's or... A, version of this as well um, he doesn't have room it's growing so fast and uh, he, all he, Paul what he's doing is praying before the Lord and listening to the words of the Lord mm-hmm. it's funny how you know when you when you think back of you know St. Francis of Assisi uh, Mother Teresa he starts with these people that are you know relatively obscure for sure and does great things and this this priest was having a very difficult time prior to placing himself in the Lord's care um, prior to listening I think to the Lord's words to him he was having a difficult time with his with his life with his priestliness and um but, and that you can read, I think you can also go online and find that out. Not that there's anything major, but uh, he admits that. And once he started listening to the Lord, everything changed. Everything changed. And, um, yeah, the many people's lives have changed since then. And I can also vouch for, um, I think of my own pastor, Father Ray Courtright at St. Anthony's. On page 153 of the book, it says that He desires, Jesus Christ desires that the priests have an oratory within their rectories. Mm -hmm. And he says Mm -hmm. that if they do, I will bless them. I will change their habits and purify the very atmosphere in which they live and work. Bishop Aquila, God bless him, did ask his priests to do that within their rectories, and Father Courtright was obedient to his bishop. And one of the beauties that actually stirs my heart is um, on the south side of the rectory, you can see in the window early morning, you can see the light of um, by the tabernacle, and sometimes I see the silhouette of a priest praying before Jesus. And whether it's a visiting priest or father, It charms my heart and it encourages me to know the importance and understand they too are loving God they know they understand and it's it's just a priceless image in my mind to see someone in this little room and just barely through the window blinds that this priest is with his Jesus doing what st. John would be doing amen how beautiful 
And an oratory, for those who might not be familiar with that word, is a place of prayer. And in the case of our priests in our diocese, they often have a tabernacle with Jesus in reserved in the tabernacle. Well, we only, we only have a few seconds before the break, but uh, I guess our last question is, and I think you've already answered it quite frankly, why is this a book that you would recommend to those listening in this morning? Because I can't be selfish. Oh. <laughs> That's a good answer. Because I can't be selfish and keep this all to myself. Yeah, it's, it's too good you can't it's share. It's too you good, have to share and it. I know I can't. And, and that's bottom line. Yeah. And Jesus' words are so easy to understand that you can read it, and you will get it right away. It's not this, oh, I need someone to translate this for me. I don't understand. He makes it simple, easy, and you're just so excited. It's like, God, I get this. You know, it's it's is it's worth reading. Okay, th- okay, we've got uh, the break is coming up, and uh, we want to remind people that you're listening to Real Presence Live, and we've been l- talking with uh, Mary Kay Starry and Cindy Longton about this book, Insinu Jesu, and uh, uh, coming up, and we'd like to thank you for being here this morning. Cindy, go ahead. One other point. This book has inspired my husband, who is a deacon, in his homilies. And it's interesting because the homilies that he uses at Jesus' words, he gets feedback. (laughs) So we consider that a blessing in our lives. I'm sure (laughs) the parishioners at St. Anthony's do as well. (laughs) Yes, that's great.